Welcome to the Epic Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Carol Walker. Each week, I get to talk to amazing women about their epic adventures in motherhood. I'm so glad you joined us. I hope you enjoy the show. Today, my guest is my good friend, Eva Whitaker. And I really enjoyed visiting with her and talking about all of the struggles and also triumphs that she's experienced in being a mom. She just handles everything with such grace and kindness. And I think that really comes through in our conversation. So um, here is my conversation with Eva Whitaker. All right. Welcome to the Epic Mom Podcast. Today we have Ida Whitaker visiting with us and we're so excited to welcome you to the show. Thank you. It's nice to be here. So why don't you give us a little introduction of yourself and then we'll talk about all things mom. Okay, great. So I'm Eva Whitaker. I am a hairstylist by trade. I have been in the industry for 20 plus years um, now, and I am a mother of two. I have a um, 30-year-old daughter and a 28-year-old son, and my daughter is married, and my son has special needs. Awesome. And thank goodness you're a hairdresser, because you're my hairdresser, and you do such a good job and keep me looking (laughs) cute, and I'm so glad. So we've known each other for, what, like, 14 years or something now probably yes yeah I think so that sounds about right um so I think you could say that you're you're a hairdresser slash therapist right so <laughs> yes do you find that comes in handy for more than just me I I love it actually I do I do sometimes it just takes the your own thoughts off of yourself you know yeah um, right. Helps put them in perspective in the other people's worlds. So I love it. I love what I do. I love standing behind the chair. I love, I love my clients. I love talking to you all. And you know, I, I feel like you are family. Well, that's how I feel about you. Yeah. I don't even refer to you as my hairdresser. I'm like my friend Eva because <laughs> you're my friend, which I love. Right. It makes me so happy. Right. And I always come, I always come home looking better and feeling better after being with you. So, well, it's a good thing. So did you always want to be a mom? Like how did your motherhood journey start? Did you always want to be a mom or just kind of grew into it or what? So I think there was a time where I always, I wanted to be a mom and then I reached a certain age. I I had my children a little bit later in life, not terribly late, but later than my friends. And then I had a couple of years where I thought, well, I don't know, you know, maybe, maybe I don't. But it was once my children's father lost his father, I don't know, something about the whole family dynamics came into play. And um, we, I truly wanted children after that. And, um, and I was blessed to be able to have them. Yeah, you have great kids. I uh, I do. You do. They're they're so great. I love seeing all of the updates on the farm. Right. From Lindsay and and I just I just think it's great. So, how would you describe your 
mothering now of each child than compared to when they were younger? Can you kind of go into that? Well, let's start with just Lindsay, like the difference between mothering a child and mothering an adult. How is, how is that? Um, well, it's far easier for sure. I think we have, um, grown into a wonderful, beautiful relationship of mother and daughter where nowadays we both um, set aside time for each other and a little, you know, even though I was fortunate to be a stay-at-home mom when they were little. Um, you just get so caught up in the day-to-day of the things that need to be done and the things that, you know, and, and, and we all read all the time, you know, how let that stuff go. And it's something about when you're caught up in that time frame in your life, it's so hard to think you can let it go and just enjoy your kids and be with your kids and let the mess just stay, you know. But I do feel like we – we had a good time, you know, when they were little and I was fortunate that my kids, they caught along super good. Um, uh, they were two and a half years apart and they would just play so well together. And we moved a lot when they were little. And so they were each other's friends. And um, so it was, it was not a hard thing being a mother of young um my son was not a sleeper um you always <laughs> gosh if he'd been first who would we have had another one but um yes we would have but um he um and Lindsay, um it was fun you know it was really fun i love all the different ages that and stages that they go through and each one can be celebrated in its own right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel that way too. I feel like each time a child gets to a new age, I'm like, okay, this is my new favorite. Exactly. Yeah. And I can look back and appreciate the age they were and all the, you know, how great it was and how cute they were, et cetera. But, um, and I actually think that's kind of a gift to just appreciate them in the moment too. Like this is my new favorite stage that you're in. Right. Or also, let's be real, this is a stage, and I'm glad that I know that it will end, and you will be into a new favorite stage soon. (laughs) Because let me tell you, there is a little mouthy stage that happens along the way, but... (laughs) More than once, right? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, my... um, Pass, it does pass. It does. My Emily is 15, and she said the other day, she's like... I just don't think 15 is a good age. I can just feel myself being too much of a teenager at 15. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I was like, well, fine with that, right? As long as you recognize it, we can all laugh about it. And it's okay that you have teenage angst once in a while. It's all good. Right. So you're mothering a very typical child in Lindsay and, and as an adult, but the transition into becoming an adult and that, you said you kind of transitioned into a good place, but that was, it was hard, right? From, from hard. It teenager was- to adult. Yes. You know, well, how do you think you manage that? Like when you look back at that, what are the things that you did that you're like, okay, that was really good. That helped. 
Well, I'm fortunate in the fact that she was an easy child to raise. Um, she was not defiant or, you know, uh, yeah. other than, like you said, the typical. Um, but so I think that she was pretty easy in comparison to some families, you know. Um, I was very fortunate to that. Um, okay, so repeat the question to me again. Okay, so so just the transition from young adult to adult, and how you had to change your parenting, and what were the what were things that you recognized that were helpful to you that you're like, okay, I did that well, that went well. Okay, hmm. So, um, of course, she she um, when she went off to college. Um, and started to spread her wings, there was a time where I think she didn't really feel the need to come home as much, you know? Yeah. So you go from her just learning and gaining the knowledge of her independence and how she wants to be as an adult. And that, to me, was the most trying time for us, I felt like. Um I thought it was a struggle. Um, I don't know that I always handled the situation with grace and ease. <laughs> there were times I had my little fits of, I think it's time you come home, you know? Yeah. And, and she would oblige most of the time. But I think it was just her asserting her independence and... And for me, it was learning that, okay, this is, did I do the same thing? I did. But, you know, when, when it's yeah. to us, it's totally different. It is. And, and, and so um, she did assert her independence, and I struggled. And, but. We made it through it, and um, I just tried to talk to myself a lot along the way that my wishes necessarily weren't hers at the time. Um, but yeah, I think we made it through it beautifully at the end of it, you know. Oh, definitely. You guys have a great relationship now, and and see each other often. I think I think you brought up a couple really good points, though, is that you you talked to her and when you really did have a need, you, you expressed it to her. Like, I really need you to come home. I really, but then also yes. talk to yourself. Cause I, I'm learning this as well. Cause my kids, my oldest two are 18 and almost 22. And I'm learning that, um, like you say, like, think about what I was like at that age and giving them the space to be that way and not take it personal. It's not that they don't like me. It's not that they, are running away from home and never want to come back. They're just trying to grow up and be independent and just be patient and they'll, they'll come on back. Right. They'll, they will, they'll get settled in themselves and then build a different kind of relationship. And I still see it evolving so much, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I do feel like we have a really wonderful relationship and, um, but yes, those times I, I'm pretty good to let my needs be known with her um, as far as, you know, I think it's time we check into the family and <laughs> yeah, brother needs you, you know, 
he needs to see you. So, um, yeah, I pretty much always let that be known. And like I said, maybe not always in the nicest way, but, but I let it be known. I think sometimes we think that we're, we're like supposed to do it perfectly. And yet we're, as moms, we're learning how to do it at that stage of life too, you know? And, but then since we're, since we're learning with another adult, it's a little bit more, I don't know, obvious that you aren't the expert of all things. Yes. You know? (laughs) Unfortunately. Yes. Right. When they're two, you can kind of bluff. When they're six, they still think you know it all. But by the time they, the older they get, the more they're pretty sure you don't. And it's pretty obvious once they become an adult that you're more flowable than you maybe let on before. <laughs> right. Yes. It's our growing. All right. Right. Just like they had growing up. Exactly. Exactly. And I think, I think if we can, as moms gives our, give ourselves a break and just be patient and recognize that, that we aren't perfect, we're not going to do it right every time. And sometimes, as you say, we won't do it as much, as much grace as we'd like to, but then we learn and next time we can react differently and, um, and just keep, keep the communication open for me that seems to be the biggest key is just communicate right yes yeah I was having a conversation with Catherine the other day and um her phone was being weird and it made it sound like she said that I was dumping drama on her and I was like what so then we got disconnected right after I heard that so then when I saw her in person I went up to her and I said I think your phone was being weird. Is this what you said? She's like, mom, I would never say that to you. And so I was super grateful that I had, I had given her the benefit of the doubt that I hadn't gotten upset. And that then I communicated with her. Like, was that what you said? So I think that's a huge key, especially with adult children, just to talk, just, just talk about it. Don't assume, just talk. Um, let's switch gears for a minute. And, I would love to hear your perspective on parenting Zachary. So if you want to tell us a little bit about his special needs and what it is like to be his mom. And um, I just kind of want to hear about your, your joys and your struggles in that, in that journey. Okay. So Zachary's 28. He was um, four when he was diagnosed with a rare form of leukemia. Um, and underwent a bone marrow transplant at age five. Two months after the bone marrow transplant, he suffered encephalitis, had massive swelling of the brain, massive brain damage. Um, He lost everything totally. He had to be taught how to hold his head up, uh, sit up, chew and swallow food. He basically was an infant all over again at age five. He, um, and to this day, he still has daily seizures. We can, I always say anywhere from two to six seizures a day is a normal good day. Um, anything more than that gets a little bit harder. Um, there's been heartache. There's been happiness and joy. Um, I think that he's taught me patience by all rights. Um <laughs> I think um, he's taught me a lot about mothering. Um, you know, I think more than anything, probably commitment. Um, 
the importance of staying committed. He is my child. And I'm fortunate enough to where his, um, so he functions at about a two to three year old level. Um, but like I said, with daily seizures. So our, our, our struggles are screaming. Um, yeah. And it can go on for hours when it starts. Um, we've never been able to find any kind of medicine that helps. It always has the reverse side effects on him. Um, and I'm blessed in the fact that he's a little guy. He's four foot nine, 68 pounds. So um, I can manage him with no trouble. He, he doesn't have aggression. He doesn't hurt you or th- hit you or anything. He just, he can be very funny. He is, Communication is limited at best. It's more in the way of commands. Um, but he'll reach over, hold your hand. He'll kiss your hand. He'll, you know, um, we were at St. Jude for the cancer. Um, and while I brought home a different child than the one I took, I still got to bring my child home. I still get to love him every day. And so many of the families that we got close to, didn't have that opportunity. Um, so it can be a struggle day to day. And as a single mom, I think the hardest thing to me is when you lay down at night, you know, and you look over at your spouse, you have the ability to say, did I make the right decision? Did I? Yeah. Yeah. Did I, you know what I mean? So um, just a little emotional backup. It is. That's the hardest part is not really having anyone to bounce certain things off and knowing that you're the sole responsibility person making this decision. Um, we have our good days. We have our bad days. Um, it's, it's a blessing to still have him with me. Um, and by the grace, hopefully he will be with me. I plan on keeping him for as long as my body will allow me to and my mind. Um, yeah. So that's it. Well, he's he is just a very loving person. He is. That's what I think of when I when I think of him. He just is very open and loving and friendly and and that that's a that's a gift for sure yes he loves he loves people so what kind of what kind of skills do you feel like you have that are just innate in yourself these are Eva's personality attributes that have helped you to be able to endure and enjoy all of the challenges and blessings of Zachary's situation Hmm. so I think I have the ability to find comfort um, or the word I'm looking for, the ability to accept whatever the day brings. Oh, that's a huge gift. Yeah. Yes. So I, I try to remind myself when we're in the thick of a meltdown, that it's going to pass. 
do I always, I don't always handle it with grace. Um, but I think in the long run, I think we do pretty well. We've got our niche and I think that I'm able to, um, find the beauty in having a child like him. I love that he finds, um, comfort in some of the smallest things, his books, you know, um, yeah. Uh, uh, Woody or Buzz or Aladdin or he just finds in the simplest of things and I think that that helps you remember that in the day to day right that gives that's a good reminder for our own perspective right right for yeah definitely yes yeah and do you think that your skill of patience and love are some things that you've also been able to bring. That's my observation personally. I just think you're a very loving person. Thanks. So I think that's a gift that you have. I think that that has helped tremendously. Um, like I said, my patience has been to learn thing over all these years. Um, uh, but yes, I, I do think I have patience. Um, and certainly a bountiful amount of love for yeah other people, you know. Um, yeah, I think anybody who knows you would, would, would say that, which I think is, that's not a given. That's not, that's not everyone's gift. Every, you know, everyone has different gifts, but I definitely think that, um, the ability to just kind of to accept things as they ha happen with hope and love for the future. I think that's a great gift. Right. Yeah. So what are things that you do to kind of recharge for yourself? Because that's a, that's a big job to as much as you love Zachary and it's a big job to take care of him and to not sleep through the night every night and to worry and wonder and take him to his appointments and, and listen to him scream and not be able to fix it. So what are things you do that you do to recharge? So that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> do you recharge Eva? <laughs> I don't recharge near enough. Let me tell you. Um, so I did, you know, I think I should do. <laughs> I, I had my first getaway overnight with my daughter and um, our very close family friend, Janelle and Lindsay and myself, we went to Nashville for overnight, but that had actually really been the first time in almost three years that I had had a night away. So um, I don't think that I take enough time like that for myself. It's really, really hard because I know when I did that, he didn't sleep for 24 hours. He was on the couch with the caregivers wide awake, you know, I guess because mom wasn't home. But, um, but I, yeah, that's very much like a typical two year old, right? Exactly. Mom's not home, so there will be no sleeping and there may <laughs> not be any, there may not be any eating. Right. 
We are going to wait till mom arrives. <laughs> so I think, though, I do try to get out with friends, whether it be meet for a lunch or um, shopping, actually, is a big downfall. But <laughs> it's what I enjoy doing to get out um, for a few hours. So I, you know, and all in all, I'm fortunate that I do have caregivers that come into my home and help when he's not at the Opportunity Center. Um, So work, to me, is my godsend. It is my break a little bit from reality, you know. Um, So, yeah, I think that I have my job. I have amazing friends. I have... um, I have a lot of good support, you know, I have a wonderful mom. She can't help with him like she used to as she gets older. It gets harder, but, um, you know, so I think for me, it's just about connecting with people and having time for people. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think every mom needs that. Some to more of an extent than others, but I mean, that's part of, my desire with this podcast is to give away for moms to maybe not connect one-on-one, but connect through a podcast and be like, Oh, I am not alone in this. And it, there are wonderful, great things and there are hard things. And here's some ways to, to attack those hard things. And here's some ways to endure them. And there is a light at the end of the tunnel, that sort of thing. And I can't wait to hear all of them. Oh, good. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm so thankful that you that you joined the podcast. I really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, Everybody will bring something new to the table and we'll all learn a little something along the way. Hopefully so. Hopefully so. So what would you say to um, to other moms? What's your advice to other moms? And you can even pick like special needs moms or moms with little kids or stage of life or adult mom, moms of adult children. Hopefully all moms are adults. But anyway, <laughs> what are you, your advice for other moms? You know, my, my, my takeaway would be kind of be in the moment, kind of enjoy that moment. Um, and if it is a bad day all around, whether it be special needs or just the temper, temper tantrum of a two-year-old, know that it'll pass. Yeah, And it will get better and you'll be able to laugh about it. My sense of humor is kind of like out there. I laugh at some of the craziest things because in my situation, you have to find the humor in stuff that most people wouldn't find humor in. So, um, but that makes a big difference kind of be in the moment and, and give yourself a mental break. Just know it's okay if you don't get that picked up or that laundry done. Yes. Sometimes the pressure that we feel, a lot of times I feel like the pressure we feel as moms is completely internal. We're doing it to ourselves. We do it to ourselves. Yes. We do. Yeah. I remember calling my mom one time. My middle child, I was I was trying to toilet train her, Sarah, and... I was pregnant with, with baby number four and I was sick. I felt terrible and the toilet training wasn't going well. And I just, it was just not going well. And I called my mom and said, 
mom, am I going to scar this baby for life if I just put a diaper back on her and toilet train later? And she said, you know, I think you might scar her for life if she has a crazy person for a mother. So you just need to do whatever works for you that will keep you both happy. And I thought that was just really good advice because I was the one putting that pressure on myself. And she could, she could wait another six months at least to be toilet trained. It, there was nothing, no big hurry about it. It was some timeline I had chosen. And indeed, waiting for a little while ended up being the perfect thing for that child. Yeah. So I think we just just can give ourselves a break and be in the moment and not put so much pressure on ourselves to meet expectations that really are only put there by ourselves. Well, I think your mom gave you awesome advice. I do too. That was such good advice. And I used it in many other places um, in my life. I was, you know, that I just, I applied it many other places. I'm like, it's not going to help my kids if I'm a crazy person. So maybe I need to change my tactic here and not be so intense about this particular subject that really doesn't matter and could be done later or not at all. Even. Right. Yeah. I thought it was brilliant on her part. Thank goodness for moms. Right. Yes. <laughs> Very much so. Well, thank you. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. And I always love visiting with you and always feel better about myself and my day after a visit with you. And I'm sure that our listeners will too. So I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was such a, um, a joy. Oh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad it wasn't a worry. That's good. <laughs> You're the best, Eva. Well, thanks, Carol. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Eva Whitaker as much as I did. She just has such a peaceful, happy way of handling things, and I really hope it rubs off on me. I hope you have an epic mom day. See you next time. Thanks for joining me on the Epic Mom Podcast today. Tune in next week to catch my conversation with Haley Clark, mother of five with two twins and a special needs child. It's a great conversation. You won't want to miss it.